Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of my point of view with me, Camila. Hello everybody, welcome, welcome back, welcome if you're new, I'm a 22-year-old college student from Argentina, having a lifestyle career-based podcast that shows you that life is easy if you consider things from a different point of view. Wow, 16 seconds and we got the intro down. That's incredible. That's how quick I need this intro to go today, which is insane because I've been saying that I want to do like Q&As on intros and kind of do it more long. But I am so busy with everything going on. It is kind of insane. Um, so little life update, week update, update general, Argentinian update. We are back on phase one. So if you didn't know, and if you are new, because I've been talking about this like on every episode almost. Here in Argentina, we had a very long, strict quarantine, which that phase of the quarantine was called phase one. It's like the most strict one, like you cannot go anywhere. Very like beginning of quarantine 2020, which I know it's kind of very foreign for most of the people listening to this, but here it's not. And we had that from March until September and they kept renewing it, renewing it every two weeks. And it was like that for six months, which no, it's it was not healthy mentally for the country i mean economically socially i mean it, it was it was a mess and i i <laughs> oh my god i get war flashbacks every time i think about that um and it's so insane the fact that we are there again um so yeah so the cases have been going up for if you want to know we have like thirty-five thousand cases every day with like 700 people dead which is a lot of people that are dying every day about this so even though i'm kind of like wow we're here again i understand the this measure that the government has taken which they're not my favorite government ever but i understand this measure either way because this was this is like this is really like an intense moment for us also backstory here just a little context so you kind of understand a little bit more but I just really like giving these updates because so you guys know where I'm at with my mental state and with everything because I feel like lockdown affects everything every 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 aspect of your life every aspect of your life is affected by this but little context so here we are on like entering winter so it's really cold it's officially winter which is my favorite time of year I love it when it's cold it's cloudy it's cold my favorite days i my favorite days are the very sunny but very cold days oh my god i love those days so the coldest you can get is like around 40 maybe maybe 35 one day like maybe like really not happening we are always like the coldest we can get is around the 40s but right now we are around the 50s in like late 40s situation um so that's something that is contributing to the covid situation here and also the vaccination rollout is just no it's not it's not a thing it's not happening um it's really sad like i think i can talk about this and start crying because it really is so frustrating how okay so we always talk about this in my family but since the people from the northern hemisphere had the experiences before us we can use this advantage in that we come from because of where we are to kind of learn something from your the northern hemisphere's mistakes and kind of improve on that and we know i know that 
the winter for anyone up there <laughs> was really hard and I feel like we could have totally used that to really 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 put on a really amazing incredible vaccination rollout situation and actually kind of not be where we are not having to go back to phase one but that hasn't happened and I'm really 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 angry about it uh, but yeah we're in phase one for nine days apparently and then we have I feel like a week of the restrictions that we had before which weren't really strong strong I mean we had like we we couldn't go out at night like from 8 p.m to 6 a.m you couldn't circulate or all of that but you can still hang out with someone if you wanted to like outside like 10 people I think so we will be going back to those restrictions after nine days so basically I don't know what day today is of it I think it's day two so basically next Sunday we'll be quote-unquote out of this or this will be done for that Monday the last day will be that Sunday and then we'll have like a week I think of that past restrictions and then they will evaluate the situation but <laughs> I think we're gonna be back on this one for a little while it's really sad it's really depressing <laughs> it's really there's also a lot of corruption around this here like there are numbers from provinces that should have been uploaded throughout the course of a couple months and they just uploaded all in one day and it's like uh, how why and you're using those numbers so let me know that i need to stay back inside like it's insane but the truth and the fact is that you can see and everyone can see that covid is very serious covid is not a joke um it's a real serious thing happening and we need to take care of ourselves and each other and i wish that i could do something for us not to be in this situation for us not to be where we are but i don't want to get too much into that because it gets kind of depressing but yeah we are nine days on phase one really weird war flashbacks from last year but this podcast is saving me thank god i had a lot of interviews scheduled for this week scheduled for this week well what was that um i have my work that's keeping me busy and that work that doesn't feel kind of doesn't feel like work it's the best kind of work to kind of do that um we are having like there to not like let people lose too many work days they're like making like a holiday that we had the 25th is a very important national holiday here so they're adding the 24th which is monday to kind of make it like a long weekend which is nice not to have class and yeah i kind of have time to catch up on my favorite shows my favorite movies also school here doesn't stop and i had a test i have other couple tests and yeah i mean i'm really close to finishing my first semester as a senior and i'm really excited about that i'm really done with school right now like i really want to finish it and oh i want to touch i wanted to touch on this a bit on this intro like i've been really triggered lately about social media especially like united states people living like if the pandemic has ended which for you it may have but i don't know really how what's no one really knows what's gonna happen after summer there really but like a lot of people talking about like post-pandemic situations or getting vaccinated or even like going to concerts what the hell and yeah me being here <laughs> and also a lot of people getting graduated and having all these ceremonies like it was 2019 and me knowing that <laughs> i won't have that i probably will be graduating in my room as i've been <laughs> all these past few years and the other day i was talking with my mom or my dad i don't remember and we were talking about like 
I felt like I have gone physically to schools for so many years, but I literally just went half of my career. Like I went two years to school and then I'm doing the last two years at home. And it's insane. My heart goes to everyone who has online, who has been like homeschooled their whole their life. That is not, no, I'm my heart, my thoughts are with you every day. But yeah, basically that's what I'm doing. I'm doing school, I'm doing work. I'm catching up on shows and that's kind of it you can follow me on my instagram stories i'm gonna try to be more active there also i'm loving tiktok because again i feel like instagram is this constant highlight reel of people getting graduate people graduating people getting vaccinated people having this hot girl summer whatever that means and me here on the other side of the world in phase one and it's really gonna turn to tiktok and i'm using it more because People kind of show their real struggles there and people are very true and, you know, not so much makeup, not so much like fancy <laughs> reels of things that, of good things that are happening to you. I'm not bashing on everyone that has good things happening to them, but me being in the, in the position that I am and in the mental state that I am, sometimes I cannot consume that, you know, sometimes it's not good. And I'm really proud of myself for realizing that I need to step back and look at something else. And I have I didn't do that last year and it really, 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 really affected me. So that's kind of what I wanted to say for this intro. Kind of long. I am sorry, but I needed to just throw all of that out there because it has been on my mind since forever and I since like yesterday, a couple of weeks ago, and what else to say it if it's not on my own podcast? Am I right? I know. Today's episode is such a an exciting one. I cannot believe I'm about to say these words, but today's episode is with the one and only Sydney Cummings. So I don't know if I've talked a lot about this on my podcast, but I've started doing her workouts in February and I can assure you it has changed my life. I am a new person. My body is a different one. I'm stronger. I am mentally stronger, physically stronger. Like it's insane. Her workouts are amazing. I took a little break I did the Transcend Challenge, then I did the Shred Challenge, then I took a little break or a two-week break. No, I did a two-week break because I had to study, sorry. And then I started the Summer Fine Ch- Summertime Fine Challenge, which I'm doing now. I think I'm on week two. And I, I am in love. I am in love with every single one of our workouts. It's amazing. It's great. It's great to see you being so strong and, and seeing the, the, the progress and everything. It's amazing. And... I was so lucky that she agreed to do this episode with me and it was just amazing. She is just as nice as she shows on her YouTube videos. I mean, it's insane. She's the best. And we talked a little bit about her whole fitness journey. I mean, she has an amazing story, to be completely honest, that I cannot even start to explain to you. I feel like you should need to listen to her talking about that. And then uh, we talked about what her favorite people like athletes and youtubers and fitness people that she admires are uh what's the inspiration she has behind the series and why she makes her videos like makes makes her youtube videos around series and not just post videos of whatever um and also how does she find the motivation to work out at home and what keeps her inspired in this fitness journey and also like advice for people who don't know how to start prioritizing fitness also, what are the best series for the people that are beginners to start with? And yeah, we're going to touch on a little bit of everything. And I'm really excited for this episode. And I feel like you, when you train with someone online, you don't really ever get to thank them in person. And this was my opportunity to thank Sydney in person. And it was, 
it was super great and i love this episode so so yeah i'm just gonna shut up and i'm just gonna leave you with the episode i hope you enjoy oh also remember if you enjoyed this episode please 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 go to apple podcast and leave a five star review and let me know that you've come from this episode okay yeah now on to the episode Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of My Point of View and today I have a very, very exciting guest. Hi Sydney. Hello, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for coming on. So do you want to give a little bit of introduction for the people that may not know who you are, like age, profession, where you are from? Absolutely. Yeah, so my name is Sydney Cummings. I am 30 years old. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina in the United States and I am a certified personal trainer. I do all of my training currently online, so they are uh, the workouts are accessible to the entire world, and that was my big mission in starting my company was to make sure that no matter where you were in the world or what your bank account looked like, you would have access to high-quality fitness with me as your trainer. So I post every single day on YouTube and have a company called Royal Change where we supply uh, merchandise and we have a membership to go along with the workouts, so just trying to provide you know the best quality fitness and nutrition to go out to the world no matter where you are yeah I love it I'm a big fan for everyone listening I always say on my intros that I'm trying your workouts and all that mm -hmm. and I'm very excited about this interview <laughs> but before we get started I just really ask this question to every guest just to get the conversation going and just also to talk about maybe mental health and everything going on in the world like people just disregard how are they really doing they just say oh I'm fine and that's it so How are you really doing this week and today with everything going on? <laughs> yeah, that is a good question to start off any any real conversation. So uh, I appreciate that. Um, how am I really doing? I currently feel a bit overwhelmed in, in a way that I feel is something that I've always wanted, if that makes sense. I've always wanted to be in the place where I am now and being able to train with people like you that I maybe would have never met in real life. Um, all the things that are... Uh, overwhelming me are things that I've worked so hard to be able to be here for. So it's kind of a, a good and a bad thing. You know, I, I want to do so much and now I'm able to, but also have to keep in mind, like you said, your mental health is everything. And if I'm overwhelming, overwhelming myself to a point of I'm not even productive anymore, then it's just too much. So uh, I wouldn't say I'm there yet, but I'm definitely productive and busy and to the point where I have to remember only do what you can. You're only one human. You are, uh, you know, you are valuable and your energy is valuable to the people that you're training. So I'm doing great. I'm, I'm in a great way overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. And also just when you are overwhelmed like that, just taking a step back and taking it all in, because I feel like life sometimes goes by so fast that you don't yes. really take a moment to kind of be like, oh, wait, this is great. And I should enjoy it at least for like 10 minutes today. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's like we want to stop and breathe and just admire how even the journey, looking at where I started and where I am today. And I'm sure you can relate to that having a podcast. It's, you know, the growth of anything is so in the moment. So yeah, I agree. Take a step back and appreciate the journey and where you are. Yeah, like yesterday, I'm close to the one year anniversary. It's on the 28th of April. And uh -huh. I was creating all the content and all of that. And I was so overwhelmed because I was like, oh, what am I going to post? I have to listen back to my episodes, to do this really cool episode and all of that. And I was like, hey, I have like 52 episodes of like, let's right. just take a moment to appreciate that. I, <laughs> and exactly. I, I really, I really 
changed my mindset a lot and I just want to tell you that with your workouts and your pep talks at the end I felt like I always felt like workouts was something that I needed to do like it's not something right. that I should be thankful that I'm able to do something that I have to do like what else right. would I do in this time and your pep talks I'm like oh my god I really just I just could lie in bed all morning if I wanted to but I'm getting up and I'm doing this and I'm taking this time for myself and it's really good and so thank you also exactly. for your pep talks at the end yeah you're so welcome that's everything want people to get out of them it changes like your mindset sometimes when you listen to someone like the first time I was like oh yeah but I mean it's my first workout like uh -huh. uh, and then I, I, by the end of the transcend program I was like oh my god yes uh, my mindset <laughs> change and the shift is so real that is crazy yeah that's beautiful <laughs> so I wanted to start talking a little bit about your fitness journey and then we'll get on more on how it became your career but when did you start it with your fitness journey and all of that My fitness journey started as a kid, just playing sports. I played all kinds of sports. My brother and I have played, uh, you know, basketball and soccer, which, you know, is football to you, but basketball, soccer, <laughs> volleyball, track and field, you know, we, we were just always active. And mm -hmm. I played sports, I think, started in uh, elementary school. So when I was probably eight, nine years old and all the way up until college i got a full scholarship to go to college to be on the track and field team as a high jumper so exercise to me was never something like you said that i had felt like i had to do it was something that i got to do as uh, an athlete competing for my team and so after college i kind of had to figure out how to be a normal person with fitness and not an athlete for a school mm -hmm. so i will admit there was a time there where i had to to sit back and figure out what quote normal people did for fitness. And I knew, you know, I was always running or playing or practicing or lifting. And now it's just like, you don't have to. So what are you going to make out of this journey to where it's, it's something you enjoy. And I just kind of kept the training style that I use or that I was given all through college as an athlete, where it's very powerful. It's very strength driven. It's very focused on the way that your body is moving instead of what your body looks like, which is I think what a lot of people kind of target other people and hold that idea over their head as, as trainers, I can make you look a certain way when I would rather make you feel a certain way so that along the journey of you getting to where you want your body to look, you're also feeling incredible and you're feeling stronger, which I believe transcends to who you are as a person outside of exercise. So for me, it comes from sports, and I think I've maintained that mindset, and I think it's a lot of people have appreciated that I don't go into it for uh, for the best booty or for the best abs or for a flat tummy. You know, it's it's very, very performance-driven, and I want you to feel and think, like, this is positive. I'm doing something great for myself. Yeah, and also I feel like when it comes to people advertising it more as how you look, everybody is so different and everybody I feel like is right. its own world. So even if I do the same workout as you, it's not going to look the same on me as it will look on you or on the next right. person. So I feel like advertising on that, at least it really sometimes triggered me to be like, okay, I have to do this ab workout every day and I'm going to look like her. And it was like, right. there's no way in the world that I would ever look like her because my hips are this way and my shoulders are this way and there's no way that I would shift my bones to look like her you know exactly yeah we just can't do it and especially as a, a track and field athlete for track and field there unlike other sports there are so many individual events like you have someone that's throwing a shot put and you have someone that's sprinting you have someone that's on a relay team and doing hurdles and everyone 
that is the best in their event looks totally different. Like if you take someone that was throwing the heaviest 20 pound ball down a field, and then you look at someone who's sprinting as fast as they can, their bodies are so visually different, but they're both incredible athletes. So you really can't judge someone's body or you can't try to be someone else's body. You just have to be your best body and your best self, most importantly. Yeah. And when you got out of college and you weren't like a more like a school athlete anymore, did you ever miss uh, the sport that you were doing with school and all of that? Or did you learn to enjoy maybe gyms and going to a gym and doing more like training programs? Or did you still miss it maybe sometimes? <laughs> I would definitely miss it. I miss training with my teammates. I think now I'm the one that provides the training to people. Like I'm the coach instead of being the athlete. So I miss, I miss receiving someone training me <laughs> and I miss being around my friends or, you know, my teammates who felt like family to me. So I miss it a lot, but I try to bring what I loved about sports and fitness into who I am as a trainer so I can make other people feel that way. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like when it comes to school, you have this big, as you said, team feel. And when you get out of school, everything kind of changes, not only sports, yeah. but everything just kind of you're alone in the world. It's more individual, your path, whenever you're going through. So it's like a big shift. And I'm really close to doing that shift. Like I'm graduating this December and I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> I know. It's, it's such a great time. College was so amazing. And it's it prepares you for everything that'll be in your future. So you still have great times to come, but it's, it's definitely a shift. Yeah, totally. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about how it became your career. So did you start posting on YouTube before and then you created a company or how was the timeline with that? So when I graduated college, I actually couldn't find a job with a major that I had. I majored in uh, from university. I got my degree in child development and family studies. And I wanted to work in a hospital for uh, children, being kind of an advocate for children and their families while the kids were in the hospital, just helping them get through procedures and helping their family understand what they were going through. And I just couldn't find a job. There were so few of the job, the child life specialists that I wanted in the country. So I went back to nursing school, actually, and did my first year of nursing school and was off in between the summer before second year. And I was working at a nonprofit and they laid me off. I lost my job there. So I had to figure out what to do for money to put myself back through school. And my fiance, Dustin, had moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, which is where we are now. And he had talked to a manager at a gym that he was working out at. And the manager mentioned how hard it was to find female personal trainers that were athletes even harder. So he told him about me. And then I told him I lost my job. And he's like, well, you have a summer where you've got this whole time before school starts. Why don't you see if you can, you know, just make some extra money with this? So I moved to Charlotte and started personal training people in a gym. Didn't make hardly any money, but I fell in love with fitness and I fell in love with being the coach for people now. And as you can tell, I never went back to nursing school. I just kept hustling and Uh, you know, sometimes I think people overuse the word hustling, but I kept exhausting all of my options, I think I should say, where I was working in uh, this gym and then two other gyms and then a group fitness gym. And I was doing boot camps outside just to try and get clients. I, I didn't know anyone in the city, so I knew I had to get my face out there in order to be a fitness trainer and also to be able to survive and make money. So I was working at, you know, probably five gyms and doing free things all the time. 
And then it got to a point where I was doing so well with one of the group fitness gyms. I was just working there. And then that gym actually fired me for having these free boot camps in the park that they saw were getting bigger than wow. their classes. Um, so wasn't violating any rules, but I guess they they viewed me as competition and I was calling those boot camps the Royal Change boot camps. And I wanted to, you know, just give something for free to let people come out on a Saturday. And I would bring in uh, companies from Charlotte that would sell t-shirts or something and they could sponsor a giveaway. It was just a fun community thing, but the gym that I was working for viewed it as competition. So they actually fired me and I kind of view that as, as my push to go out on my own. And so then I started personal training in person, renting space from my apartment complex gym was doing that and then my for probably a year and then my brother passed away and in that moment I think anyone that's lost someone can agree with the idea that you kind of reevaluate your life and you kind of think what am I becoming who am I really am I reaching my full potential then what kind of legacy am I I leaving (laughs) yeah what am I doing with my life and so I was busy but I wasn't necessarily working in a way that the business could grow and I could reach people outside of Charlotte. So him passing away forced me to think bigger. And that's when I started posting workouts to YouTube. And my fiance, Dustin, very close to my brother as well, obviously. And he left his uh, accounting job to jump in with me. And he was the videographer and photographer. And we still had to work a lot outside of the YouTube videos to be able to afford where we filmed them. But slowly, we were able to leave all of our other kind of freelance jobs. And that's where the YouTube channel kind of came to be. And then from there, that's where the merchandise has come. People just requesting it and the membership, people just wanting more information around the workouts. So it's all very, I attribute it a lot to my brother and the strength that he had as a person. I try to pull that every day into who I am as a person, too. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I feel like YouTube is like a bigger scale of those real changes bootcamps that you do because I yeah. feel like sometimes fitness has this, you have to do it because you're paying for it. So you yeah. have no excuses to know to go to the gym this day and it puts like a heavy thing over its head and you just go and you dread it because you're paying for it. You don't want to pay for it. And it's like a whole yeah. thing. And when it's free, it's truly you choosing to go there just because you want to feel good that day, feel better mentally and all of that. And I feel like that's that you brought it to YouTube. I'm so thankful because I'm able to do them with YouTube. But I feel like it's like a bigger scale of those bootcamps and it kind of keeps it keeps it. It's kind of like natural essence, you know, like what it was at the beginning. And I feel like it's it's really important that you continue it with that. And I think it's really cool. Thank you. That means a lot to me. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you, um, so a little bit of an inspiration that you maybe have behind the series that you do on your channels. I know you have you do all your workouts basically through series, and mm-hmm. I'm obsessed because it doesn't. I don't have to think about what I need to do the next day. I just have the workout schedule, and it's not right. something more on my to do list. Like tomorrow, I have to do arms. No, I have to do right. this that you told me that I need to do, which is great. Yes, so exactly. do you have an inspiration behind doing the series, and do you have a favorite series so far? Oh, that's so hard. It's like picking picking a, a favorite I'm kid sorry. or something. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I've liked 
all of the months where it's focused heavily on strength. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of strength training. I think cardio is tougher for me. Um, number one, mentally to get myself hyped up. And then number two, also to portray that energy as a trainer when inside I'm like, I would really rather be using heavy dumbbells right now. <laughs> so I think we had um, last year, the end of 2020, we had a power program. Uh, it was November, I believe, that I really loved. And where all the inspiration comes from is just kind of, number one, like you said, I don't want people to have to come to the channel and just kind of throw their hands in the air, not knowing what to do. And I don't want you to have to search all around because a couple of reasons. Number one, I think people always go to what they're good at. And you will always yeah. go to the cardio if you love cardio and you'll never get stronger. You will always go to the leg workouts if you're not good at arm workouts and your arms will never get stronger. So I know that people do that. I, I know the psychology behind if you're showing up for something and you're not really told what to do, you're going to obviously pick the path of least resistance. Yeah. So that's why I program it so everyone can get a well-rounded fitness experience and just not have to think about it and expose themselves to what they're challenged by as well because that benefits your body and your health, of course, but also your mind as you start to believe in yourself and you start to expose yourself to things that are not easy or that you've never done before. And then you do them and you start to see, oh, I'm actually stronger than I thought or I'm getting stronger. And I think that transcends into who you are as a person and the confidence that you start to portray as you see yourself doing hard things in the workout. So yeah. it's just kind of to make the whole process simple, take the guesswork out and also push people to do what they're not great at so they can then become great at it. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. Like that happened to me. I never really did strength training. I don't have many dumbbells in my house. And then mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I need to start. Like I need to start somewhere. Like I cannot just sit doing cardio all day. Yeah. And so I just grabbed the dumbbells that I had in my house and then some things that worked as dumbbells and I started the Transcend Challenge. And I think it's mm -hmm. important to know to people that you don't need to do the exact way that you do because I know you have more experience with that and I had no experience. So I grabbed lighter dumbbells, but yeah, I still felt exactly. it and it was still a challenge for me. And at the end of the challenge, I was like, wow, I'm stronger. Like yes. my legs feel better. Like I don't get so winded when I go up the stairs of my house. <laughs> and right. all of these little changes that if you don't try it out, you don't feel. And I think that I used to just stay in my box when it comes to fitness. I started back in March when the pandemic basically blew up and started. Mm -hmm. And I just stayed in my in my bubble, you know, like I like cardio right. and maybe a little bit of strength. And that's kind of it. And then I kind of went out of my box with your workouts and it feels so good like it, feeling stronger is so nice and I used to I remember I used to dread my arms I was like oh my god my arms are so weak and they're just <laughs> kind of big and now yeah. I'm like wow I'm so strong like I have this kind of big thing of a desk that I had on my on my bedroom and we had to take it down and then we had to put it back together and I remember helping my dad and I was like oh my god I can actually yes help you with this <laughs> it was really cool oh I so, love that Yeah, it's like the little changes for me with the series, which I feel is really great. Yeah, just keeps you believing in yourself. Yeah, 100%. And then I wanted to ask you if you have one series that you would recommend for beginners, people that maybe have never done your workouts and they want to start somewhere and you have so many. I I, I, I even got a bit overwhelmed with so many that you have, but I knew yeah. the Transcend was like a famous one, so I would just went to that one and now I'm doing the April one. But if you have one that it's specifically more for beginners, maybe? 
I try to point beginners to the low impact workouts playlist. Mm. I think that's, that's a tough part of being either new to fitness or maybe you are, you know, living in an apartment and you just don't feel confident jumping right now, or, you know, you're coming back from an injury or something like Mm. that. So I try to point people to the low impact workouts playlist and also a program that I did in December of 2019, um, was the program that I actually came back from an injury on or in, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, I was a victim of gun violence a couple years ago and I got shot in the foot in long story short, it was kind of, I think an attempted, ro- op- an attempted robbery, but they never, you know, attempted the robbery. They just started shooting and one of the bullets hit my foot. So I had about a four month process where I couldn't put weight on my foot and I knew kind of at the end of that, I wanted to come back onto the channel and kind of fight for my recovery with everyone so that I was a better trainer knowing, you know, people are starting from the beginning every single day. And up until that point, I hadn't really started from the beginning. I was just college full scholarship, you know, national qualifying athlete. And now I can relate to people on a whole different level. So if you go to the December of 2019 playlist or January of 2020, um, that's, that was kind of the, the start of my comeback. So there wasn't a ton of jumping. There wasn't a ton of heavy, heavy weights. It was just kind of let me fight to get strong again. And I think that would be a great place to start. Yeah, that's amazing. The fact that you recovered. And I remember doing a workout on the Transcend Challenge that you had to f- like jump on one foot and you were saying that you that was the foot that you got injured and you go you did like a full-on pep talk about it that I won't even try to recreate but it was really good <laughs> thank <laughs> and you I was like wow like it really shows your strength not only as a person but as a trainer to want to come back and show your full journey with that because some people may be like I'm done with this like I don't need to live right. it publicly I can just live it with my private life and that's it and I feel like it shows your strength and how committed you are to your community also, because many people just go away and be like, bye, I'm done. <laughs> this yeah. is it for me. Yeah. And yeah, I just wanted to ask you, like, how was it for you to build that community, like, worldwide for you? Like, how how did you start it? And how does it feel to be able to have that community that's so big, so international and everywhere in the world, really? I I think it just started from in the beginning of the channel, listening to people a lot. I would, every single comment, every single time we posted a workout, I was in the comments reading feedback. And I don't think negative feedback is always something to be taking offensively. I think if people are saying we don't like this workout and they have a logical reason why they don't like it, then I can listen to that and and understand, you know, I'm not there with them. So maybe it just didn't transfer well over video. Um, But I, I just listened a lot and in the beginning of the channel, we did a lot of videos that nobody liked. We did very short videos where it was five minutes of abs. And in my mind, I thought people would use these after they went to the gym. And the more I kept training and and doing those inconsistent videos, number one, it wasn't catching any traction because they were so inconsistent and no one knew when to expect them. No one knew what time of day or what day of the week or what I was going to give them. So they just didn't really follow along, which makes sense. But as I kept listening to people, they kept telling me, we'd love to have a full workout from you, like maybe 30 minutes instead of five. So Hmm. I tried that and I just kept getting great feedback on those longer workouts. And the more we would watch the analytics and the numbers, 
the more I would see uh, people are liking the full workouts a lot better. And so they started to slowly catch on, but it didn't catch on the best until we started doing a new one every day at the same time, uploading at the same time of day. And that's when people felt like they could trust me to show up. They knew what was coming because I would talk about it in the workout before, like, hey, here's what to expect tomorrow. And they knew how long the workout would be. So they knew how long, how early to wake up the next day. So it came from, uh, from there into kind of what it is now by just continuing to listen to people, just, you know, knowing people, I couldn't give nutritional advice on in my workouts. So that's where the Sydney squad came from. And that's just a really tight knit accountability group of, uh, research backed nutrition guidance and recipes and, you know, accountability checklists and workout calendars, so that there's a better experience around it. And then the growth of the channel, I believe, has just surpassed what I ever thought was possible just because it's helping people solve a big problem of you know, not being able to go to a gym because of time, because of money, because of intimidation, because of COVID. you know access to childcare. <laughs> yeah. And this year, especially a pandemic. So it's all just, I think it's helped people solve a big problem. And, you know, I, it's also opened a lot of people's eyes up to how simple fitness truly can be and still get results, but it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be overly complicated or extremely long. It can just be, you know, simply put active and you're moving your body each day. So I think it's, it's grown the way it has because it's helped people change their lives in, in more ways than just their physical bodies, but also just how healthy they're able to live now because of the workouts. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Exactly. And do you have like someone that you maybe look up to also in the YouTube sphere when it comes to fitness, like a favorite YouTuber or favorite fitness influencer or person over there? Oh, I think the people that I admire most are, I mean, I admire any creator because there's so much that goes into this that people don't see. <laughs> yeah. So you get yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. there's so much behind the scenes that You know, if you just show up for a workout every day, you think, wow, she just does a workout every day and that's it. But there's there's so much behind it. So I admire every single creator of, of podcasts, of YouTube, of artists, of music. Uh, but I, the people that I try to emulate in terms of mentality and, and mindset are professional athletes and how they just kind of continue to show up. They take care of their bodies really well. Um, they know their body's worth is kind of the performance of, you know, they can show up and they can work their hardest if they keep their mind right, they recover well, they eat well. Um, people like Serena Williams. I mean, she is one of the most incredible athletes in the world and she just stays in her lane and she keeps working hard and she just had a baby, but her mind is, I will keep going and I'll figure out how, no matter, you know, what comes in into my life that I might not expect, but the mentality of being an athlete, I think is you just keep going and you just figure out how to adjust if you need to along the way. So I think it's, you know, LeBron James, Serena Williams, Lindsey Vaughn, just um, incredible athletes that continue to take care of themselves and, and perform at their best and always thinking, you know, the Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality mindset of I'm just going to be my best every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they keep showing up. They never said like, oh, maybe not today. <laughs> they all, yeah. They're always there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just it's not a, a choice that you make. It's a it's going to happen no matter what decision. Yeah. 
And then I wanted to talk a little bit about like the pandemic because I feel like it was a hit for a lot of us when it comes to also just rethinking fitness and all of that. For example, I used to walk everywhere from school, from this place, from the bus, from the train. And all of a sudden I was stuck at home doing nothing. I was like, well, <laughs> my knees kind of hurt of being sitting down all day. So right. I just wanted to ask you like, how the pandemic maybe impacted what you do. I don't know if it changed a lot or not. And how did you find through that this time the motivation to kind of keep on working out and keep on doing it? Because, for example, I was one of the people that I feel like I found the motivation through staying at home all, all day and I trying to wanting to do something. But there's a lot of people that were like just stopping doing it. They just stopped doing mm -hmm. it because they were like, it's too much right now. I'm too overwhelmed with everything going on. So how did you find the motivation to keep going through all of this? I think my motivation is you is someone who watches my video and it's like I'm I have so much built up that I just want to release in this workout or someone who uh, you know is mentally really struggling to stay focused and they're at home all day and now they need a time to kind of break up their day from working to going to bed they want to have a little me time so I was just continuing to envision all the people that would find my channel through necessity this past year And knowing that if there were a lot of new people going to find my channel at that time, I wanted them to find a channel and be given something that I think was the opposite of what was presented in the world with positive energy, with just hope, with inspiration, with the idea that, you know, we can't control what's going on around us, but we can definitely control our perception and, and how we control our own individual mindsets. So I, that kept me going, to be honest. And You know, not a lot changed for me, I would say. It's it's kind of funny, but I feel like I lived kind of a, a pandemic-style lifestyle already with just yeah. filming and, and working from home when it's pretty much we go to the studio and then we come back and edit the video and we just kind of keep repeating that. So not a lot changed for me outside of, you know, going to sporting events and concerts. I miss that so much, just watching live music or, oh, you know, watching yeah. sports. I miss that a lot. I miss so that I think a lot. I hope yeah. it comes back next year, but <laughs> that's having some kind of like outlet to get out of the mundane routine that used to be sports and music for me. So that's the unfortunate part, I think, but you know, everyone's going through it. So we're all figuring out new ways to kind of adapt, but I was really motivated by people that I knew would be finding my channel and just needing something positive to hold on to and just getting that endorphin rush after the workouts of, I did this. I feel good now. So that was my motivation. Yeah, I love that. And then I wanted to touch on a little bit about you said that you started this with your with your fiance. So how is it having a business with the person that you have a partnership with? Like basically you live together, you work together. Does it get kind of tricky some days? Does it get easier maybe with time? How does that kind of work? Because people really usually tell you like, don't get into a partnership or to a business yeah. with your you with your boyfriend or fiance or whatever and I always wonder how the people that do it do it so I just wanted to know a little bit more about that yes it's definitely been asked a lot and a lot of people are how in the world are you guys doing this together but <laughs> I think it comes from us both wanting to accomplish the same mission because we both grew up with you know families that couldn't really afford expensive gym memberships or we didn't grow up with extremely wealthy families. So we knew coming from experience that there was a need for 
accessible fitness. And that mission is something that we share. So that always helps. Um, We've also been together for over 10 years now. So we really know, we really have learned how to communicate a lot better and to push each other knowing where the other one kind of is mentally. You know, there are some days where I'm so overwhelmed and there are some days where he's so overwhelmed and we know on those days, like, okay, I'm going to pick up the slack because today it's just a lot for him or vice versa. So we understand each other really well. And we know at the end of the day, we're accomplishing something that we never thought was possible. So when the days get heavy, we, we don't ever turn into each other and take that aggression out on each other. We just kind of release it and understand we're doing our best and we encourage the other one because it, it doesn't ever normally happen where we're both having a bad day at the same exact time mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. So we know how to push each other and we know how to uplift each other. And we have had to more than anything, know the other person's strengths and know our own strengths and really dive in hard on what we're really great at. And if I were trying to do the editing and the video and I wasn't trying to do my best work with you know, the fitness programming and community building and the marketing, I wouldn't be doing my job to keep the business running. And the same thing with him. So we know what each other is good at and we, we kind of stay in our own lane and do what we're great at so that the whole thing can come together really nicely. But we're, we've never really fought that much. Only like who's doing the dishes. That's something. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But we, we just talk, we talk a lot about everything that we're thinking and we listen a lot as well. So that's that's what has helped us most is just we have this deep mission and we know we're not ever going to be against each other as we want the same things for each other and for the business. Yeah, you are kind of like a team now. Right, yeah, it's, it's not just the Sydney show and then Dustin's behind the scenes. You know, we are exact equal partners to making everything come to life that does come to life. Like if he wasn't filming, there would be no workouts. If I wasn't working yeah. out, he would have no reason to film. So it's it's exactly like you said, it's a team effort. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, do you, since you work together, is it hard to put boundaries, for example, when you come back to the house and be like, okay, we're not talking more about work business. We're just relaxing, resting, especially during the weekends, because I feel like during the pandemic, we never had that break or because of like, okay, on the weekends, we're going to go out and do something or yeah. as you said, like concerts and everything. So you never really stop. And how do you place those boundaries with him when it comes to stop the work talk and start more like living our lives and going back to it on Mondays? Yeah, I think we're, we're kind of strange in this. And I know that a lot of people may not be able to relate to this answer, but we we genuinely are happier when we are quote, working than when we're not. So when we're working, we truly feel like we're building something and we are empowering people and we're pushing ourselves or we're challenging ourselves and we get gratification out of seeing immediately the people that appreciate the workout or the people that that their lives are changing. So it's strangely harder for us to stop working and try to act like this isn't happening over here when in reality we are the happiest when we're working on something that is going to change someone's life or allows us to creatively express ourselves and when we get a lot of comments about you need to slow down you need some some balance or you need to take some time off uh, when we do we end up a little bit more stressed because we feel like we're missing out on a potential uh, you know, 
we're, we're kind of capping our potential because we're doing what people think we should do and, and not yeah, you're working. Gonna last. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of like, what do I do with my hands? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So it, it help, honestly helps us a lot more to, and you know, it's, there are breaks in the day where we'll stop and we'll, you know, eat lunch and we'll, we'll watch nighttime television together or something. And we'll, we do things, but it's, it's harder for us to say like, let's take two or three days off when in reality we're so much happier creating and, and working to change lives. Cause that's, it's instantly gratifying. It truly makes you feel like you have a purpose. Yeah. And I feel like that's where like true profession and true, true passion comes through, like enjoying work all the time. And of course you have bad days and good days and yeah. all that, but just enjoying and knowing what your purpose is and what you want to reach and what goal you have in mind for people and being able to reach so many people. Also, I feel like you have that accountability partner as kind of all your subscribers and YouTube being like, Hey, where's the workout today? Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then to kind of close off this section and we move on to more rapid fire, I have two other questions to ask you. What's something that keeps you inspired on your fitness journey through everything going in life? I mean, I feel like you've gone through so much and also everyone has gone through a pandemic right now, which is mm -hmm. basically survival mode right now. So how, what keeps you inspired when life kind of gets rough? I think my brother keeps me inspired uh, just knowing you know, he doesn't have the opportunity to still be here living his life. So knowing that, you know, I have the potential to, to live a life that could positively impact the world. Um, also, Dustin and, and my lives were almost taken when the gunshot, when the shooting happened. And just knowing, it sounds very cheesy and very corny, but just having a life is something that probably before all this happened to me, I took for granted And you just imagine you have all the time in the world to do what you want. And then something, those two things happen and you're like, you reevaluate, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm complacent right now. I'm not doing full potential me. So it, it all to me boils back to just being extremely grateful for my life, for a fiance, who's not only my teammate, my best friend, but my partner in everything that we do. And the fact that we have a life that is not only just, a blessing to us, but a blessing to so many people is what keeps me inspired. Just nonstop thankful for even the hard days because they make you more grateful for the easier days. And uh, the life that we're able to live is a direct result of hard work. So being able to show people that that's possible too, no matter what you come through. Uh, resilience is a word that I use often and you've probably heard it so many times, but just the idea that everyone's going through really hard stuff at any point in their life. I want to be that living example of resilience to say it's, it will be okay. We're going to get through this and we're going to do it together and you're not alone. So I try to always flip it back to gratitude and that's what inspires me. It's just being so grateful for having a life that I can still live and, and inspire others through. Yeah, I love it. And I always say cliches are cliches for a reason. Like if right. they've been said so much, it's because it should mean something, you know, it's not something that people just throw out there. They really have a exactly. meaning. <laughs> exactly. A lot of people have felt this before. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wanted to ask as a last kind of question, and then we'll move to the rapid fire section that I have. Uh, okay. What's an advice that you have for someone that just now has to, used to find a lot of strength in, for their fitness journey 
in the gym and now has to go back doing it home. I know in the States, everything's kind of reopening now, but still it's really hard to go to a gym with a mask and being able to breathe properly through the workouts and that I I still cannot imagine how people sometimes do that. So what is your advice for people that are kind of losing the motivation because they're at home all the time and they really just don't know what to do? What would be your advice for them to keep on going? My best advice is to treat it like it is a a priority or an appointment for you and, and not just something that is a downgrade from going to the gym, but just like you, you probably got ready for the gym. You got up, you got ready. You maybe drank some coffee or took some pre-workout. You put on your clothes and you went to a place where, you know, this is my workout zone. I think a lot of people don't get into that whole pattern of, of mentally getting ready for it and physically moving to a place where they, they have cornered off. This is my workout zone. Instead, they know that they're at home and they can technically do it any time. So they put it off and then it's the end of the day and you don't want to do it. So mm-hmm. treat it like a, a gym trip, trip to the gym or a meeting with someone that you can't reschedule. Uh, just get your, your clothes laid out. Know that it's, it feels so much better when you're fully ready and you're not just, eh, I'll do it later. Or like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll do this random thing in my hallway, you know, mm-hmm. have a place where it's maybe the corner of your room that this is where my mat is. This is where my weights are. And I'm going to put on a full workout outfit, know the time I'm going to show up and then just consistently show up and then find something also that you love, that you loved going to the gym for. So if it was a Pilates workout at the gym, there are so many Pilates workouts on YouTube. If it was your cycling class that got you super excited, find some cycling classes on YouTube. There, And I say YouTube because it's free. So you know, if you want to invest in another platform, of course, that's an option as well. But whatever you enjoyed when you got to the gym, there's a 100% chance that it's also available for free on YouTube right now. So don't think that, you know, everything, all hope is lost. Mm-hmm. Just treat it just like you're getting ready to go to the gym, get ready, you know, make a time, go to a location and then prioritize it, knowing you're going to do something that you enjoy and it's going to immediately benefit you. Yeah, I love that. Yes. And now moving on to rapid fire questions. So basically a couple of questions just to get to know you a little bit better and just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. <laughs> What's your go-to coffee order if you drink coffee? Um, I like a, a chai latte. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like a tea, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the last <laughs> show you binged and loved? Uh, New Girl. Oh, yeah. When you think of the word successful, who's the first person that comes to your mind? Oh, I guess Serena Williams is on my mind right now, so I'll say her. <laughs> yeah. What are some common misconceptions about you? That all I do is work out every day. <laughs> <laughs> do you have uh, favorite lyrics or maybe a favorite quote? Oh, yeah. I think there, I don't know if you know the chain smokers. Um, yeah. they're and they're two DJs, but they have a song that is called call you mine. And in that song, it talks about, uh, two kids with their hearts on fire and Dustin and I kind of compare ourselves to that because it mm-hmm. talks about, you know, two broke kids going through the city. Don't let the memories fade. And that's kind of what we thought of ourselves as when we came to Charlotte. So, uh, two kids with their hearts on fire. I love that. Yeah. If you could live in any movie, which one would it be? Oh man. <laughs> any movie I think 
Dirty Dancing or Grease. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. What's your favorite meal? Something Spanish, something tacos or anything Spanish, Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. What was your biggest quarantine lesson? Patience, I think. Mm-hmm. Just understanding good things come with patience and a lot of consistent hard work and, and not getting too antsy with what I could be doing, but just staying on track with what I am doing. Yeah, for sure. If you could be one person for just one day, who would it be? Hmm. I would say Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Just living the life of someone who's so artistic, singing, (laughs) acting, dancing. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that would be so fun. Yeah. And the last one says, what's the song that never fails to make you dance? Oh, man. I love all kinds of music. So this is so hard to narrow down. Um, I'll say anything from like 2000 to 2010, like hip hop songs, like yeah. all the songs that used to, used to have like pop lock and drop it or, you know, the <laughs> yeah. songs that you could go to and dance with them. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm blanking on names right now, of course, but any song that has a dance to it from like 2000 to 2010. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for being here with me, Sydney. Do you want to shout yourself one last time where people can find you on socials and all of that? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, I, you can find me on YouTube. My channel is just called Sydney Cummings. Instagram, Sydney Cummings underscore. Facebook is also Sydney Cummings. And then our website where all of our programs, merchandise, etc. are is royalchange.fit. Great. Thank you again so much for being here. I'll see you tomorrow with your workout. So I think I'll keep on seeing you. And to everyone else, I'll see you next week. Bye.